This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. It's the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, courtesy of the Liverpool Echo. Welcome along, everyone, with myself, Patrick Smith, as we react to Liverpool's late Champions League victory over Ajax, courtesy of Joel Matip's 89th minute header. Jurgen Klopp's side is certainly back after last week's blip in Naples, firing once again and creating chances, though Mohamed Salah's opener was pegged back by a stunning strike from Ajax's Mohamed Kudus. Despite the numerous chances the Reds had, they couldn't find the breakthrough until Matip rose highest to nod home the winner thanks to goal line technology. We've got an extra special post-game podcast for you all tonight, with Liverpool Echo's Ian Doyle and Paul Gorse providing their verdict from Anfield. Jürgen Klopp's press conference and two bonus interviews in the mixed zone with Virgil van Dijk and Diogo Jota. Rounded off, of course, by the view from the cop with the fans' reaction. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Five or six, um, but tonight was a step in the right direction. They weren't at their absolute best. They weren't free. Free flow, and they weren't at the swashbuckling best that we know Liverpool to be when they're really on song, but. I don't think you can expect that at the moment, to be honest. I think you've just got to kind of put one foot in front of the other and just slowly but surely find your way back to somewhere approaching the best form. Um, so it was an improvement in that respect. I thought the midfield looked a lot tighter, a lot better in terms of pressure and putting pressure on the ball when they were out of possession. Um, still not creating massive chances, are they? Mohamed Salah obviously scored early on inside 20 minutes, but didn't really work. Um, Pass via the Ajax goalkeeper too much. They had, a few, they had a few shots that went wide and they did it at the post. Yeah, that's, the that's, well. that's, that's what I mean. They, they weren't massive chances really. A lot of them were either straight at the goalkeeper or wide. I think Liverpool's best route to goal was from the set pieces and, and it actually showed at the end of it with Matip scoring with the header. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's an improvement. It's, it's something that Liverpool needed to, to do, just kind of emerge from the horror show that was last week in Naples. We were there, weren't we, for that one? Um, You've only just got back, haven't Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, they were never going to come in and beat Ajax 4 or 5 nil after having the rocket from, from uh, Klopp. But um, some signs of positivity and they've just got to carry that on now after the international break. Yeah. Bench in the midfield, there's one player in particular who's shown, I think, I basically awarded him the man of the match. And that was Thiago Alcantara. He's not started a game since the opening game of the season, Premier, Premier, opening Premier League game mm. of the season against Fulham, where he, he suffered the hamstring injury. He was one of the few actually against Napoli when he came on. He actually looked like he, he actually knew exactly what he was doing and could run and could press. And he kind of brought that into this game, didn't he? And he got a massive st- a massive ovation, I should mm. say, from the crowd when he got substituted uh, during stoppage time at the end. But he did seem to encapsulate what basically what Liverpool have been missing since he's been out. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's one of the probably one of the best midfield players in Europe over the last 10-12 years isn't he so you're always going to miss a player of that quality but I think what Liverpool have missed is his desire and his energy and his willingness to put a, put a boot in essentially he was throwing in a few tackles wasn't he and we haven't seen Liverpool lay a glove on, on most of the teams this season in midfield so so that was very much welcomed and then obviously his quality takes over there was one that wasn't in the first half just past the halfway line where he kind of dummies it, he's got about three players pressing him and he steps over it and Costa Simicas is away and there was just gasps all around Anfield with that piece of skill. He was he was superb, uh, understandably why you've given him man of the match in your ratings. He just needs to stay fit, doesn't he? That's always been the, the big question mark around Thiago during his two years at Liverpool. Uh, two years this week, actually, isn't it? So, um, 
yeah, I mean, if he stays fit, Liverpool are going to massively improve. And uh, tonight was a good indicator as to why he's so kind of revered. Um, and yeah. one, play, one player making his first start of the season was Diogo Jota. Mm. He'd obviously missed almost two months with a hamstring problem. He came on against Everton, I can't remember. Did he come on against Napoli? I think he did, didn't he? That, he did, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. came on against Napoli. That, that's how, how good a game mm. he had, I can't even remember. Um, but he definitely made a difference with, you know, with Roberto Firmino when he's played up front. You know, he's got that kind of subtlety to his game. He can bring others into the game. And while obviously Jota did set up the first goal, he, he's mainly all about hustle and bustle, pressing, mm. and just getting shots away and just basically being a bit of a nuisance, yeah. isn't he? And that's kind of when you're a team that's struggling and you need a bit of a focal point up front, he can kind of do that. Yeah, I think Liverpool have got three very different strikers, Amni and Firmino, Nunes and Jota. Jota's probably somewhere in the middle of Firmino and Nunes. Um, but you're right, he, he, he puts himself about. He's got that little bit of needle to him hasn't he you know when things aren't going well and you need to roll up your sleeve and have a bit of a fight he, he's happy to do that um i thought i thought he played well tonight you know his first start since may since the Wolves game last premier league game of the season obviously he's had that hamstring injury with portugal and then the reoccurrence of it in thailand so um he was another one who was never going to be at his absolute best but when you need a bit of character a bit of fight he's someone who you'd, you'd want with you in, in your camp isn't he so yeah i think he can be very pleased with, with his efforts tonight and then Slowly but surely, it'll all start coming back, I imagine, for him. I mean, there were a few players who came in for a bit of criticism after the Napoli game. Trent Alexander-Arnold was one for, obviously, for ball-watching for the, uh, I think it was the second goal. And he was kind of guilty of that as well, wasn't he, mm. for the Ajax equaliser. But what I would say, I thought in the second half, I thought he was really good. Yeah, I mean, it, he's just a very different right-back to what you kind of assume right-backs to be, isn't he? Putting in aggressive tackles to concede throw-ins there, the touchline. He doesn't do that. He won the ball three or four times right by us here mm. then near the halfway line very high up the pitch and then that's when Liverpool can, can go on the front foot and attack and, and that's very much what he's about as opposed to more traditional full-back defending shall we say I mean he hasn't been great this season he has to be fair but um, again like like plenty of others it was a it was a small step forward and he's just got to keep it up now going you know after the international break they got Brighton at home haven't he and then they're really into the thick of it with the the World Cup on the horizon so yeah I think he'll be pleased with his efforts tonight it was very much an improvement on last week but then again you know it wouldn't have taken much to be fair and we've only got to wait another 17 years for Liverpool to play the next game cheerio the post game podcast on the blood red channel do you want to go first uh, Jürgen what improvement did you see tonight a lot I think if you put the two games, Napoli and tonight, next to each other, you don't recognize properly that it's the same sport. So um, it's all different. Um, start was different, middle was different, finish was different. Um, the football we played, the way we defend, everything was different. Much higher intensity, much more aggression. Um, braver, more ready. How is that? Pretty much everything was better. So it was the first step, nothing nothing else, not more, but um, everything was better. Is it fair to say an unlikely match winner in Joel as well? It was December 2013, his last chance to get goal. That was when obviously he was playing for Schalke. But I just wonder how significant a moment you feel it is, particularly just getting over the line in this game to take it into, into the international break. It's very important, but um, I think the the story of the game is kind of a bit of typical. Um, 
not for our season so far, just more for, because usually we are one nil down now. But um, for the the situation we are in, you you do a lot of good stuff. We played a really good game. We, we I don't know exact the exact number, but we, I think we had 25 finishes. I heard, which is good. Um, against a strong side, full of confidence side, absolutely convinced about the way they play, um, and we caused them a lot of problems. Our high press was good, the midfield press was good. Could have been better in moments, but was generally good. Um, and then you concede, we have one nil up, and then you concede with the first chance of the opponent, the one nil, the, the equaliser. Um, so that's a, <laughs> that's what I mean. Is typical, like a proper setback. Reaction was okay, not not perfect, but okay. Um, but in half time, we told the boys that after the goal, we, 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 the, 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 our pressing was not as. Didn't look as convinced anymore as before. Uh, then in these moments you only talk about a few yards or, or, or one harder sprint or these kind of things. So it's not a big difference, but it makes a big difference. And that's what we tried to 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 do again in the second half. And it was clear that we have to keep playing football because uh, um, for Ajax it was really tough to defend us. So they had to work a lot. Um, and you saw it immediately after half time. Um, was a bit more aggression from their side, so little fouls, not harsh fouls, but interruptions like this, and it's always a sign that okay, will give us time. Um, but we did really well. We had these quick set pieces, like quick restarts with Thiago, stuff like this, where we tried to make uh, uh, an advantage in this moment. Um, yeah, and sometimes you have to wait a bit longer. Um, but that it was a set piece, and I think nobody was surprised because our set piece tonight were really good. And I have no idea why we didn't score earlier from them because um, pretty much each set piece was a threat, if I'm right. Um, and yeah, great goal. Then ball not in. Then linesman raised his flag, which I really don't know why. Maybe he saw first that the goal is in, or he has it as well on his watch. I don't know. Um, yeah, and then big celebrations and the face of Joel showed exactly how we all felt in this moment. Sam? Yeah, just off the game, tonight uh, Tom Bowling, the Chelsea owner, has said he favours a North-South All-Star game in English football like they have in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> just given that he, do, he doesn't hesitate, eh? he doesn't wait long. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, great. When he finds a date for that, he can call me. <laughs> when he wants to call us, and during he forgets that in, in, in the big sports in America, these players have four-month breaks, so they're quite happy that they can do a little bit of sport in these breaks. It's completely different in football. Yeah, what can I say? Does so, he um, <laughs> um, want to bring Harlem Globetrotters as well and let them play against a football team? I, it's, it's, it's a free, I'm surprised by the question, so please don't judge my answers too, too, too much. But um, uh, I, maybe you can explain it to me at one point um, and find it a proper date. Um, and then, yeah, not sure people want to see that, but imagine that. United players, Liverpool players, Everton players, all together in one team. It's not the national team. It's just the Northwest and Northwest and Northeast together. North South. North South. Yeah, okay, North against South, it means Northeast. And Newcastle. Well, <laughs> interesting game. And all the London guys together, Arsenal, Tottenham, great. Uh, did he really say it? Interesting. Dave? Yeah, um, as you say, 
the, the game kind of went against you, even though you were playing really well. I think you had 24 shots, they, had three, they only had three shots all the game, and yet you, you, it went against you right until the end. So to keep going and show that character, that must have been the most important thing you saw. It is, it is the most important thing. So, um, how is that? Be, uh, brilliant. I would be crazy, but nobody gets carried away tonight. It's not like the boys sit in the dressing room and cannot get their arms down. So um, it's really, it's more relief. It's we showed us and the outside world. Yeah, we understood. We reacted. The boys really reacted. I liked that a lot. It was an intense, super intense game. But how it is in life when you have a problem. You want to sort it. If you want to sort it, then we all hope as human beings that we sort it immediately done. So now we put a bigger shift in. Now we work harder again, and that means immediately we will get everything back. But that's not like this. So if you want that, the, the whole story of the game is maybe a, a real help. I don't think we need it, especially now with a two and a half week break until we play again, which is French. Um, but. Um, I was not surprised when they scored, not at all. Not because I thought we defended that bad that they should have scored, no, just because it's pretty likely in situations like this that they don't need a lot and the goal they scored was incredible. I think pretty much each other shot Ali would have saved, but this one was not too safe, so I put it in the far corner. Um, yes, reaction to show um, that we are still able to do these kind of things, that was the most important thing tonight. Great, later. See you. The post game podcast on the Blood Red channel. How are you? Good. Uh, how was the performance of the team after improving from last week? I think it was a much better performance than uh, last week, but that was not too difficult to improve what we did last week. Um, it was very important for us to show a reaction, and we did. <laughs> We got no idea of the help. Hopefully, um, but um, yeah, like uh, we have a good rest now, and then we go into internationals. Uh, situation is how it is, and um, we have to adapt to this situation, knowing that after the international break it's going to be non-stop again, and then the World Cup. So uh, yeah, that's the situation. I think that you've had such a sustained period of, of success and, and played at such a high level. Does it feel a bit disconcerting that this season is not going as smoothly as the seasons have gone? There are reasons for it why it's not going so well. And I think the reasons has been highlighted, especially the game against Napoli. Uh, we were absolutely shocking that night, all of us. We know it. Uh, it hurts all of us. Um, it hurts me. Uh, we spoke about it, we draw a line on it, and um, we showed glimpse of what we normally are today. I think more than glimpse, by the way, but something that we just have to carry on. Um, you know, we are a very, very good team, very good football club, and obviously the last week was uh, quite tough to watch for everyone that's associated with us. Um, but. We have also to remember that we are human beings. We try every day our best to perform as good as we can. And these moments also are possible that it happens, unfortunately. So that's how you react to it, and I think we reacted quite well today. Can I, can I ask a uh, couple of times we, we've seen you in after games. Are you um, more cross with the fact that 
you aren't playing well or cross with the fact that people are scrutinising you're not playing well? I think, you know, with all the respect... No, 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 I, think, I would say, with all the respect to all of you guys, like, you guys obviously never played on this level, yeah. so obviously I'm not... There's not, <laughs> not like, criticising you, no. <laughs> so, like, the obvious, obvious criticism is, is there, but, um, like, old ex-pros or players who've played on this level knows that you have times that you can have a blip, you can yeah. have a, a period like this, unfortunately. Um, it's how you react to it. And I think what we what we did last week was unacceptable. All of us, we, over the last, over the days after the, that game, we've definitely had a reality check. We spoke with each other. Yeah. And, um, and you know we, we have to carry on. You know you don't want to be in a situation. We all know that the season will be so long to turn this around. Because it's, it, it, it was just interesting trying to work it out with you. Because on the one hand, because you've been so used to being up at this level, the, the, in, inside you you'll be frustrated that the team isn't at this level. But then I was also wondering whether because this is the first dip that basically the teams had all in five years in a normal season, yeah. forget the COVID season, because it was, whether you, whether you were angrier about that, do you, do you see no, I think, I think, um, I, you understand where I'm I think, from. yeah, the thing is like, I, I, I think what we are is, we are good if we perform as a team. Mm. That's the success behind, that's the, that's the reason behind the success that we had over the last five years. We press as a team, we defend as a team, and if you start doing it in, bits and not everyone is in the best form of their life then it's tough and I think we had to get back to like everyone obviously wants to do as good as they can but if you're not in the same connection then you can have performances like what we had unfortunately what we had on last week and I think it's a good start towards where we want to be again um, we don't get carried away of course yeah. because things can change easily um, but we have to be positive and believe in our, in our structure, believe in ourselves and the manager has been spoken about a very... Uh, to, to do the things right and I think we, we did today and we deserve the, the victory completely. Obviously we know the reasons why you're not going to be playing at the weekend. Is there an element of frustration though, the fact that you've got the win tonight and you can't just take that momentum on? No, I won't say that. Uh, we need to, to do whatever the, the calendar tells us to do. Sometimes we have uh, too many games like we often uh, say so this time uh, we have the break so we take it as it, as it is. What does tonight do for belief, self-confidence within that squad as well? Had it been rocked by the start that you've had to the season so far? Of course there's uh, a lot of space for, for improvement even uh, today's game but I think this is the, this was the, the first step to get, to get the things right like we normally do and to get the result because obviously football is, is all about the result. Why do you think things haven't quite been clicking so far? It's hard to say. We uh, we had a, a shaking beginning. Um, uh, things are not quite right. A lot of uh, changes, uh, forced changes through injuries, players uh, starting. Um, it is what it is, and uh, we just need to to click on from now on. Also, new players coming in as well, and I suppose that still takes time to gel. You, uh, particularly with, the, as you mentioned, the injury situation, but when new faces are coming in, it takes a while to get used to the place and to the standards that are necessarily expected by the boss. Yes, that's true. Obviously, um, Jürgen has uh, quite uh, s strong ideas. He's not 
every team that play the way we do, so it takes time, like you say. But I think uh, this is the way the way we play today. This is the way to 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 move forward. And how are you as well? Because obviously you had the injury. All well now. It was a frustrating start to the season, I'd imagine, for you though overall. Yes, even more for me because I couldn't be there helping. Uh, it's always a lot more complicated when we are from the outside or just watching. Um, but it's it's part of the past now, and so I'm in now, and I could help a little bit today, and that was good. Suffering no ill effects? <coughs> no, no. Uh, everything good and ready to go. Tomorrow. Thank you. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Mike Holt from Go In The Match podcast with my review on Liverpool 2, Ajax 1 in what was the most much-needed win um, Liverpool have had this calendar year in terms of form. Um, you can see the relief on Klopp's face, um, the fans in the ground. You know, it, it, was, it wasn't just a win, it was, it, it was this pressure that's come off them. Um, and, you know, we were so close there to, uh, <laughs> to only coming away with a point. Um, and to be honest, I'm not too sure you could have you could have said that Ajax wouldn't have deserved the point out of it. Um, you know, they played some great football tonight. Um, they're such a likeable club. I, I really like them, I like the fans. I like the philosophy. Um, and, you know, they played really well. I thought they got some cracking players there, given what they've sold in the summer. Um, but maybe on the face of it, Liverpool did deserve the win. You know, we did play well. I think even if we'd have come away with a draw there, I would have been obviously a bit disheartened on the result, but I'd have felt a lot better about the performance because the performance was there. Um, and I think a lot of that was to do with the fact that Diogo Jota started. His his tenacity, his pressing, he sets a tempo. He he almost reminds me of when Firmino first started in that in that false nine role. Um, he he set the tempo for the rest of the game, and I think Jota's doing that now. Um, Jurgen Klopp said before the game that Jota's almost a mix of Nunes and Firmino, and I think what he meant by that is he's got goals, but he's also got the he's got the pressing element. Um, and he was fantastic today. Uh, he, we looked a lot better with him. Um, my man of the match is probably Kostas Simikas. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Um, Defensive-wise, he was he was solid going forward. He was the first player this season that's probably actually been able to cross from a corner and not hit the first man. Um, I'm not even being sarcastic with that. You know, he was really good. He was always finding Van Dijk and Meyer from the corners. Which obviously led to the goal. Um, I mean, starting with with Salah's goal, I think what one one thing I pointed out with that is throughout this season so far, the front three, whoever they've been, they've been so far away from each other. Um, you know, the left and the right wingers per se have been right in the touchline, whereas in previous seasons you could throw a blank over that front three they were that close together. And when you look at that goal, Jota and Salah, obviously Jota slips him in, they're close together. And that's what not what we've seen this season. They were close together. Um, the goal that they scored, do you know what? It was really good play by them, playing it from the back. 
But I know people are going to start saying, you know, that right-hand side of ours, it's a target. And to be honest, it is. You know, Salah, Trent and Elliot on that right-hand side, it is very attacking. Um, and that's not Elliot's fault because that's not really his game. You know, he's a creative player. He's not a midfielder who's, you know, been playing professional football for years and years and years. And he knows positionally where to be. That's not really his game. Um, and obviously Trent is the most attacking fullback probably in the world. Um, I think that needs to be addressed at some point. I don't know how you do it, and I'm not sure it's with Elliot starting. To be honest, I think he's better off maybe coming off the bench in those type of games. And I know we've got injuries, and he, you know, he might have to do it. But you know, maybe look at or Mello going forward just to see what he can offer there. Um. Because defensively on that right-hand side, we need a little bit more. Um, but, you know, let's be positive and, you know, Matip obviously gets the winner there. Like I said, great cross from Simicass. And we, we, we were winning a lot of headers from all the corners. I think we probably won every header from the corner. But, but a lot of the times, Ajax were in there and they were defending well, deflections. Um, like I said, they played really well. But, like I say... It was really important not only to get the result, but the performance. And the performance was there in abundance today. Um, we looked so much better with Thiago in that midfield. God, we looked so, so much better. Um, distribution of the ball, calmness. Always looking forward, not side to side and back. We just looked so much better with him in there. Um, and it, and it, would have been a really, it would have been a really tough take to only come away with a draw there because... Obviously, with the game being postponed this weekend, we'd have had a long time to simmer on not winning for a while. So it was really important, actually, to get that win tonight. And obviously, um, it puts us in a position where if we win our home games in that group, we should be fine. Um, you know, you, you can go away to Napoli and lose um, result-wise, but, you know, obviously the performance was a difficult one to take. Today, polar opposite, the result and the performance. Our happy days. Bit gutted we are watching the Reds this weekend, but hopefully the Klopp, you know, Klopp and Pep Linders can get the boys on the training pitch. Try to integrate Nunes and look forward to the next game. Important victory for Liverpool secured by Joel Matip in the in the dying seconds of the game against High accent. It was really important, obviously, because of how poorly Liverpool played in Naples and and the scoreline, really, because obviously it puts put Liverpool under huge pressure to win their home game in the Champions League tonight. I mean, if Liverpool hadn't taken maximum points, you would then start to worry about Liverpool possibly qualifying from the group, which would which would be a disaster not only financially but also with the status really of the teams within the group you would expect Liverpool to always come out of that particular set of teams and it yeah it would have it would have piled huge pressure on Liverpool going into a break without without any football obviously coming into the international break with the the game called off against Chelsea and I felt it was a really good performance from Liverpool against Ajax a really dominant performance and it was a performance that you associate with Klopp's Liverpool teams being able to suffocate the opposition have long periods on top dominate 
the opportunities at both ends of the field and, and that was reflected in all the numbers really. I felt it was a really good performance. Still struggled in the final third in terms of the decision-making, the final action and the combinations in that final third at times, which is far from what we've seen at Liverpool's peak level. Obviously, you know, as we'll come on to, I mean, that has a lot to do, I suppose, with different individuals in that area of the pitch from, at this moment in time and obviously Liverpool not being as fluent However, they more than did enough to win the game, I felt. And within any game, when you've got a team who have good quality, good technical quality when they get the ball, I suppose you're always going to give up one or two opportunities. And, you know, I'm not naive enough to think that Ajax couldn't have gone in, gone on and, and got a win in the second half because they did have really one really outstanding opportunity from Daily Blint at the back post. But, I, you know, I do believe that that can happen in games. There's always going to be some moments within football matches against quality opposition in the Champions League where you're going to surrender chances. However, the overall dominance of the game, I felt, you know, if you take it into account the feeling Ajax were unlucky because they had a really good opportunity, the dominance that Liverpool had far outweighs that, in my opinion. And I felt Liverpool really did restrict Ajax to very few moments in the game or avenues in which they were able to get into good positions in Liverpool's territory. And that all stemmed from a midfield which was much more compacter, a team and all the units of the team which were much more compact than what we've seen and especially obviously what culminated in Naples in which it was an absolute shocking positional performance from Liverpool without the ball. And that's obviously helped as well by individuals and uh, Thiago, fantastic again, both with and without the pos without possession. I felt on the ball he was touch perfect and without the ball his reading of the game he is one of the great balance players in the game. I mean, I know there was a period when he first came into the Liverpool team where he was slightly late in his decision-making and slightly late to get up to the ball and probably just feeling the, the tempo of a new league. But as soon as he's acclimatised to that, he's absolutely elite in being able to pick off second balls, have the intensity to get up to the ball, but as we know, not a physical player, not a player who's great at managing massive distances or have great physicality. And so his reading of the game and his intelligence to be able to drop onto them second balls and be in the position to balance the midfield and offer support and cover to those around him in the different units of the team. It's just magnificent. He is a he is, he'll be one of the greats who've played for Liverpool in that midfield. There's no doubt as an all-round package of technique and off-the-ball intelligence. We're very lucky to watch a player such as him. And obviously, with him being in the team, it massively helps Liverpool as an individual because he has such good reading of the game. But alongside that, the distances in the midfield were much better as well. Fabinho was able to manage smaller spaces because players were in closer proximity, which meant that he can do his usual job of hoovering up most of the possession that drops in that midfield of the pitch. And Liverpool were then able to really have sustained periods of territory in the opposition half. The defensive line was more compact because of the midfield in front. And also the in inclusion of Diogo Jota in the forward line meant that his actual body position and pressing angles were forcing Ajax into turnovers for Liverpool, where Liverpool were then able to jump on that ball and, and be able to try and transition against against Ajax. And, and Jota's a very clever player like that. He'll often 
send the defensive team who were trying to build up in the game into areas where Liverpool can then steal possession. And I felt that would be a big point in why Klopp would have selected Diogo Jota tonight, knowing that Ajax were going to try and play from the back. And I felt his inclusion also helped that. So that that for me was a massive part of the game because it allowed Liverpool a platform that they haven't had in recent weeks because the organisation's been so poor. The, the distances between the the different players in the team and the units of uh, the team have been so stretched and being able to cover such big distances that the opposition have been able to, to be getting really good good areas uh, with, with sometimes just one pass playing through Liverpool. So it did, it gave them the platform. And obviously there was a, a couple of other really, really good individual performances in the game. I thought Costa Simakasa left played particularly well. And I think he's a really good player, Simakasa. I, I don't think there's any doubt that he's a better footballer, technical footballer than Andy Robertson. I don't think that's ever been in doubt in terms of his manipulation of the ball. You know, he's very comfortable on, on both feet as well. He's got that ambidextry to him, if that's the, the right sentence. And, um Obviously, primarily left-footed, but can use his right foot in order to change direction, which is always a help, I believe. Obviously, Robertson brings other aspects to the game, though, in terms of his physicality, in terms of his his excellent positional sense defensively, and and also obviously excellent in in one one v one duels. But he has dropped off this season, and I felt Simakash was a real plus point for Liverpool and drove Liverpool forward a lot during the game. And obviously, another individual who played particularly well was Joel Matip. And I've always sort of been of the opinion with Liverpool's second centre-half to play next to Van Dijk that you could put Canati, Matip, Gomez, any of them players within that partnership and they all have sort of equal different qualities which make them, for me, all outstanding centre-halves. But I have no doubt, having watched Joe Gomez over the recent weeks and it was always going to you know, be a bit of time for him to to get up to his best level. But for me there's no doubt there's been a drop-off. And that's only natural because obviously he hasn't played the amount of games. He's had severe injuries, which mean has limited his last three seasons to very little football. But you can see the big difference when Matip comes in. Again, with and without the ball, is his ability to read opposition attacks, step in, have that physicality to be able to dominate opponents when the ball's played up to them. And also, in having the ball, having the confidence to step out, break lines in possession, and advance Liverpool up the field, and we've seen that on, on occasions today. And I felt you could really see a big difference in the security offered Liverpool and also the ability to build up the game. I felt he was a really big inclusion and did, did to me, probably for the first time, look a really big gulf between the two players in terms of Gomez and, and Matip, and you wonder whether Gomez will ever, ever get back up to that, that level, really. So good selection in, in team selection for me from from Jurgen Klopp. I wasn't sure about the in-game change again with obviously two substitutes coming on. I felt it, it disrupted Liverpool's rhythm in terms of Firmino and Darwin and Nunes. But Liverpool were able to still generate chances and, and went on to get the winner. So it is just something to watch though because I think them in-game changes have been poorly managed and it's not often I say that about Klopp's decision-making throughout the season. But it managed to pay off with obviously Matip scoring from, from the corner. So all round, the big thing for me was the compactness of Liverpool, obviously out of possession, the, the platform they had to go on and dominate the game, which allowed them to eventually wear down Ajax with the territory they were able to gain and, and the set-piece territory they were able to gain with multiple set-pieces they were able to engineer into the penalty area, eventually gaining uh, an outcome which allowed Liverpool to take three points. As I just mentioned right at the start, just to finish off, I didn't think it was fluent 
or as fluent as, as obviously Liverpool teams have been in the past. I think there's still a little bit of a lack of confidence in that final third. I did believe Jotty linked up the play better than um, obviously Nunes has in recent weeks and also Firmino felt it's very sloppy in, in, in possession and I think Jota, for me, on the basis of the performance and all-round performance tonight would deserve to keep his, his, his position in that role albeit there's a lot of time between the, the next fixture. So massive things to work on, but I think the big thing for Liverpool was to get the win today and especially in the way they went about the game out of possession was to look like a clock Liverpool team again, which I felt they managed to do today. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.